Join us this April 2nd and 3rd for the Worship Audiovisual Experience Spring 2024 Conference and Expo happening in conjunction with the Cavlo event. Wave and Cavlo are bringing more than 50 leading manufacturers and service providers to the Gaylord Opryland in Nashville, Tennessee, showcasing the latest technologies available for your church. Wave will be providing conference education to take your production and worship to the next level by learning lighting, sound, and video techniques, as well as leadership and advanced technologies like AI usage. Registration is just $99 if you register by March 5th for the conference. The Expo Pass is always free for everybody, so make sure to bring your entire team to see all that the exhibitors have to offer. Register at wave-event.co. That's wave-event.co today. Attention all churches and organizations. Are you looking to amplify your message and reach your community in a powerful way? Introducing Podcast Made Simple, the perfect solution for churches and organizations and even yourself, eager to step into the world of podcasting with ease and confidence. Our beginner course serves as a comprehensive guide, helping you navigate the ins and outs of podcasting effortlessly. From selecting the right equipment to crafting engaging content, Podcast Made Simple provides step-by-step guidance tailored to your needs. No more struggling with complicated technology or feeling overwhelmed by the process. With our course, you'll be recording and sharing your message to the world in no time. Podcast Made Simple helped our church connect with our congregation in a whole new way. Thanks to this course, our message is reaching more people than ever before. Don't miss out on this opportunity to engage your community and make a lasting impact Enroll in Podcast Made Simple today. The link is in the show notes or visit our website, InvisibleMediaConsulting.com. Welcome to the Church Sound Podcast. I'm your host, Prentice Thompson, along with the pastor, Caleb Winley. We're here to help you get through Sunday. Was it too loud? Did, did you have feedback? Were the musicians too loud? Could you not hear the pastor? Well, we're here to help you with that. We provide audio solutions for all of your spiritual gatherings. So let's learn something today, all right? Let's go. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to the Church Sound Podcast. I'm your host, Prentice Thompson, along with the pastor, Caleb Winley. He, he took a sick day. I just want to let everybody know that, you know, but the the pastor is um um uh, in a in a in a family way. Um, his wife is um expecting in May, so I gave him a little rope today. And um and fortunately, fortunately, I have a super 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 great guest who is not just a great person, probably one of the smartest people I know that could, that that speaks slang um, um accurately. And um, Ebonics in, in several in several different um, locations around the globe, uh, but he's also that's a good friend. He's also my brother. He is the president of the Virginia Recording Arts Institute, director of the Life Power Music Mentoring, as well as an international recording artist, releasing ten solo album. His song "Die Daily" was on was on the Grammy nominated compilation "Holy Hip Hop Volume 2, and his last two albums, "The Prototype." Series one and two were considered some of his most prolific works to date. Shameless plug. He's also the host of the thought-provoking podcast, The King Talk, which is the social media content voice of the King Movement, co-founded by Chris Broussard of, of, of Fox Sports. I'd like to welcome to the Church Sound Podcast my homie, friend, Mr. Sean Slaughter. Yo, yo, yo. What up? I'm to my brother. Good, I'm good, man. I, I, I had to, um, you know, your bio is crazy. The, the, the bio, the bio is, is all right. And, and for those that missed it, for those that missed it, my last two projects, Prototype 1, Prototype 2, I feel my best work um, ever 
that I've done out of my discography, those two projects were produced by the host of this podcast. Yeah, people don't even know that about me, man. You know, I, I try, I try, I try to keep it down, but you know, the steam, you know, cream, cream rises to the cream rises to the top. You know, I was, I was tell, I was telling Caleb, because, because you know, people know you from different stages in life and different careers and ever. So he mm-hmm. he knew you before I knew you. Yes, you know what I'm way saying. Way back, way back. So he knew you before I knew you. So when he figured out that I was pros, PL Sweets, the uh-huh. producer. Then he was like, "Wait a minute, that album was hot." <laughs> I was like, "I said yeah." So I told him how I got on the album. I said, "I said yo." So I said, "So I met Sean. I always wanted to work with him after the first time I heard him." And I was like, "I was plotting, you know, from <laughs> I was plotting from day one. Uh-huh. I was plotting from and day I, and one." I, and I remember back in those days because your brother, your brother was telling me. Yo, you gotta work with my brother. You gotta work with my brother. I'm like, all right, all right, bro, all right, man, all right. Heard that a million times. Exactly, all right, man. We'll, 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 all right, man. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens, JT. He was, he was right. He was right, man. He made magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the day I told you. I was like, I told you, I told you. I was like, I gave you like three joints. I gave you three beats. And I told you, I said, I'm going to make it hard for anyone to get on your record. I'm telling you now. <laughs> and you looked at me like, what? Your face your face was like, all right, all right, you got three good ones. Okay. I said, no, nah, I'm, I'm dead serious, man. I was like, even, even this dude is really hot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, delusional. Was, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go swing on JT. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, but now, man, it was it, it was it was a beautiful marriage because, um, just as a as a New York artist who had been in the game for a while and trying to still feeling like I had more, but I, I just couldn't. Cap, I just my production was holding me back, and, and largely because I was doing the production and I was getting production from all different places and 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 wasn't creating a sound right. you know what i'm saying and right. so once i was able to get with somebody else from new york but and understood my new york myth right but didn't but didn't encapsulate me and hold me to that you know what i'm saying and mm-hmm. was able to kind of push me so it was it was it was definitely a, a match made in heaven yeah 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 yeah, it was a yep. definite pleasure, you know, definite pleasure. Um, I, 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 I don't, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just not, I'm not juiced up, man. I don't hear nothing I love no more. Because, you know, <laughs> well, I, well, I, I got to be inspired. Well, I, mean, I, I think, and I think for both of us, you know what I'm saying, it, it, it's just funny how, what time does, man, because we're both in different spaces. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're in this whole video and, and thankfully, I was there at the beginning of that, that video yeah, production space that true, you're in right now. True. Because you used it on me. I was the guinea pig, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, um, for some of that. But, I mean, that whole, I mean, the time that you were borrowing equipment, you know what I'm saying, oh, to shoot yeah. videos, that now you own. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, And yeah. so, and, and, and then, you know me, I'm on my own my own space doing my thing with right. the DJing and, right. and um, you know other ventures so I mean God is good man time time moves on I, I think you know I love those moments in time because they're like they're like capsules right and um, you know they show you where, where you were what you were doing mm-hmm. and um, they, they just make for great stories when you're 85 years old yeah 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 I, but this is the perfect segue for our um, our segment called Okay, class, it's time. Time for Sunday school. Come on, Yes, Sunday school. <laughs> so those of our, our, our new listeners out there that don't know what Sunday school is, Sunday school is the funny stories we share between AV guys, engineer guys that happen at church, that stuff that we understand, that we know are hilarious. So I know that you got a thousand of these. Man, I got I have too many of these. Okay, so too many joints. I need I need I need one. All right, so 
Um, I'm going to give you. I'm gonna give you one of my stories. Uh, man, I got I got so many. Stuff. Okay, so I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you one when I was an artist. Okay. So so, so for most people that don't know, um, I'm an audio engineer by trade. I graduated from the Institute of Audio Research, um, and then um, I went on the road and and Institute of Audio Research they teach you studio sound. So I actually got to go and uh, I was there when we was cutting tape and working on op code and wow. early pro tools and that and, and uh and, and uh, you know the nd88 and all that wow. kind of stuff yeah remember and that I, but i was all i was also there um and, and, I, actually, and I actually got to work in the real world we had to actually put in a mixtape using a real machine tape splicing you had to make a mixtape splicing together real real so that's when i was at into all research but they also had live sound. And so we had to go into the studio. We had to track bands and, and things like that that came through around New York. And so I went on the road and I was a live sound engineer for my dad. And my dad at the time was doing about 200 concerts a year. And so I traveled with him and, I, and I'm doing sound. And um, early on, I wasn't saved. Eventually, I got saved. I started my dad in 98. I got saved in... I started my dad in 97. I got saved in 99. And um, when I got saved, I started writing because I was always, I was always, I, I had produced music before that, maybe before that. Um, and I'm going to keep the story short. And so, uh, lo and behold, eventually I started traveling on my own. And so, as a rap artist who is also a sound engineer, uh, um, you, you know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I was your worst nightmare. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Because I'm on the stage, like, um, like AO the mono feedback, cut down 4K, and uh, warm me up about 200, and, um, and and give me a little bit of that 10K. And I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm throwing out numbers and things like that from the stage that I'm doing. So anyway, I go to this church to perform, and um, I rock was with me, and shout out uh, to I rock Jesus. Big shout out to DJ I Rock Jesus. And I think it was in Marietta, Georgia. It was in Georgia somewhere. So I, I so we get to the church and we always had an option. Do you want to do the sound check? You know what I'm saying? Like an hour and a half before service, or do you wanna, you know, do a sound check at twelve, go back to the hotel and chill and just come back later? So we, so this day we was like, oh, let's just get it out the way, do it early. We get to the um to the venue and I'm, uh, I start talking to the sound guy and he keeps um, all right gets set up and pushes the faders up and the uh, they, they they had like a, a PV board and they had like some Yorkville speakers or whatever now Yorkville is monsters connected to PV? <laughs> well but this is this is back in the day when, when PV was trash Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, 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 and Yorkville was, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I think cats like Yorkville speakers today. Back in those days, you, you didn't like seeing Yorkville speakers. You know what I'm saying? Really? Um, I, 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 you know what I'm saying? So anyway, but I wasn't sweating that because I've worked on PD boards and Yorkville speakers or PD boards with community speakers. I've worked on these boards and if you know how to run right, they're not going to be the cleanest and best. You can, you can, you know, get some good sound out of them. Right. So he he pushed the sound against no bass. It's all mid. It's crunchy. Um, the thing is, he has no gain. The gain structure's all off. So we're trying to figure this out for like an hour. Now, luckily, one of the dudes at the church was actually somebody that lived in Virginia and moved to Georgia. That's how I kind of got to the church. So I knew him. He was a friend of mine. So mind you, it's 12 o'clock. Now it's 1 o'clock. Concert is at 7. Mm. So I told the dude, I said, um, there's only one way to fix this. And he was like, what? I said, I'm going to have to take the whole system apart. Now, it wasn't a big church. You know what I'm saying? It, it, the church probably had, probably seat about, you know, 150 people, 200 people. So it wasn't a, a big church. Right. And the sound sound thing wasn't complicated. It wasn't like things were all hidden and chords were hidden and right. had to climb on the stage. It, it wasn't even like that. Okay. So so literally the guest rat artist that they brought in. <laughs> 
I li- you understand what I'm saying? Yep. I literally took apart every cable because it was like a snake mess. It was a, it was an absolute oh mess. Oh my god! And it took me probably about two and a half hours, and I rewired the entire system, the entire oh system. And when I was done, the joint was knocking, and they were just like, "Nobody's going to touch you from now on." <laughs> they were very grateful. I was mad. You know what I'm saying? Because I came off a flight and I didn't expect to be in the, in the doing the sound check for three and a half hours. But um, that was that that story right there sticks out to me a lot. Wow. Wow. Yeah, Which leads to our topic of the day. <laughs> Our topic of the day, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs, pastors and pastorettes. Pastors and pastorettes. It's how to hire an engineer. Mm. How to hire an engineer. Now, I don't think people really understand or realize this, but that faith, church, religion, whatever you want to call it, whatever religion you are, is that every week you go to a built-in weekly Concert. True. True. It's the only you can say that about rock music with you know with um with you know club bands and go to the bar every week you hear a band but faith music are connected so every week you go to a weekly concert so mm-hmm. I always this is what I always did when I when we talk about artist stuff and I kind of bring it back to, to churches is that you clearly can't compare the live experience to what I call the device experience. Mm. Because I remember vividly, cause you know, I'm, you know, we're both sports guys, even though I don't know how you route, root, root for the giant, for the jets, you know, hey, man. but right now, people, right now, right now, right now, you looking better than me. We're the same boat. I don't like this feeling. I don't like this feeling. But anyway, so I went to a friend of mine. At the time, his girlfriend was like a big executive, and she got tickets to a to a Rangers game. Now, mm-hmm. I like hockey, but I've never gone to a mm-hmm. hockey game. Going to a hockey game totally changed how I looked at hockey. This, the hockey game is incredible. It's it's like it's so even watching a basketball game, even going to watching going to an NFL game. So that's what I call about. That's what I call the device experience. Mm. So hiring an engineer means that you must sell the experience, mm-hmm. and in selling the experience is all about having the right people in place to be able to capitalize on what they're seeing. Mm-hmm. So let's break it down. I'm, I'm going to call this. I'm the numbers guy. I'm going to call this the song count. Okay. Okay. Song count. Average church services two to three times a week. Huh? Two to three times a week. You know, church doors open. You know, Sunday midweek service may have a Friday night prayer. You know, two or three times a week. Fifty-two weeks. A week. Right. Fifty-two weeks in a year. Mm-hmm. Right. So. That means if you go to church two and a half of those times a year, then you're there 130 times. Mm-hmm. And you may hear five songs in those 130 times you're there. Mm-hmm. That's like 650 songs. <laughs> right. All right. So that's, now let's factor in yearly special events, plays, church celebrations, musical mm-hmm. events. Weddings, funerals. Mm-hmm. As an engineer, you've mixed close to a thousand songs a year. No doubt, no doubt. Without even thinking about it. But I have to. I have to address something in Please your title. Do. I have to address something. And and I think the first point is right in the title how to hire a sound engineer. The main issue is most sound engineers aren't hired. They're volunteers. And right. now, if you're a smaller church, I, I understand this, but I need you to understand the most important aspects of the church, all right? 
the most important aspects of the church, if you want a church that thrives, there's a couple of people that, that must get paid. Number one, we know the pastor getting paid, all right? Number two, if you want a, a thriving youth ministry, you have to pay the youth pastor. The youth pastor has to have time to, um, you know, be with students, visit schools, make connections, blah, blah, blah. Cultivate you can't work. It's relationships, work right? all that. All that type of stuff, right? So you, you've got to pay that. The music director or the music pastor, you know what I'm saying, or the worship leader, whatever you call them, that person has to get paid as well. You know what I'm saying? And your sound guy, your tech guy, yes. has, they must get paid, all right? So I get a call um, last week from a church out here in Virginia, and um, uh, uh, if I mention the church, you might know it, because uh, you know, one one, a friend of ours, an acquaintance of ours, goes to the church. So they have a worship leader, and the worship leader says, um, I need you to come and do a, a whole overhaul. So I'm talk- she's talking about rewiring the system, training the sound guys, um, you know, relabeling everything, blah, blah, blah. Soup to nuts. So I, say, so I say, tell me your experience. So she says, well, we have three sound engineers. They're volunteers. They have very, very limited knowledge. Um, and let me tell you about my experience, what happened this past Sunday. This past Sunday, oh, <laughs> she, she said, now, now, now mind you, and, I, and I'm going to tell you the question I asked her. She said, she said this past Sunday, um, 15 minutes before we went on for worship, nobody could find the batteries. <laughs> nobody could find the batteries. Oh, All right? 15 minutes before, can nobody find that? <laughs> then, then, they're trying to stream the TV, and the TV sounds horrible. During worship, um, the, 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 the feedback all over the place, things are not blend, blending well. Now, mind you, I went and mixed for a concert at this church uh, about two months ago, two or three months ago. And I had some questions about sound, sound things, you know, where is the bat, where is this at? And no sound guy could tell me, not one. Had one sound guy had an answer for how he does things. Another sound guy had an answer for how he he does things. But nobody understood the flow, how things were connected. There was a there was a, a snake mess up there, and it, 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 I mean it was it's chaos. And so, so so here's the question that I asked her. Right in church, I need you to understand it. Here's the question I asked her. I said, "Is I said is your pastor ready to really address the sound issue?" Because most pastors, unfortunately, mm-hmm. will spend a lot of money in other places, but they'll neglect the sound area. Always. The only, the only pastors that typically address the sound area are pastors that are musicians. So they understand it. You know what I'm saying? That's true. But, but, but they'll neglect it. And she said, we've had so many problems for so many months. And she was a new worship leader. So I'm sure the old worship leader probably left because they just probably, probably left. But... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but she said, yes, he's ready because we need to fix this problem. You know what I'm saying? And so you see, your, the, the title is How to Hire an Engineer. And my rebuttal to that is hire an engineer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hire an engineer. That's good. You know what I'm saying? That's good. That's the first thing that I think many, many churches have to address. So let me ask you this I mean, question. What mm-hmm. what should a pastor look for in an engineer? Okay. Um, <laughs> so engineers are interesting people. We all are. right. And let me give you let me give you the model for an engineer. All right. Um we like technology more than people. Okay? That's number one. All right. Uh, of course we love people, you know what I'm saying? But we really, really like technology. We Love really technology. enjoy technology. All right. Um, so somebody that has a love and a passion for technology, you have to hire a servant. Now, now because engineers are techie people, it's, it's almost like those guys at Google who are computer people, I mean, mm-hmm. who are like coders. Right. Like coders might not be the warmest and friendliest people. You know what I'm saying? So hiring a good engineer will sometimes be difficult because 
sometimes engineers can be a little crusty. They're very techy. They're very heady. They're nerdy. This is just who we are. And and they don't have good people skills. But for church ministry, you have good people. I think I think it's two different types. I think it's the nerdy yeah. type, and I think because I think I fall I fall in the I fall in the in the half nerdy, half creative. The music guy. <laughs> Hello. You blanked out for a second. I think that. I think that um, it's you have you have to you, first of all you got to be a techie guy, then you then you really got to love music. This is no way around it. Like you could be because I've I've met the because it's 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 always the type that I these these are the type of engineers I hate, the ones that you can't you can't speak to them in English. Uh, right, you know right. what I mean. I'm with you. You can't uh-huh. speak to them in English. They turn out to be the worst. They may know the most, but they can't teach nobody. Or they may have all the all the all the scientific wording and this and may know the newest equipment, but they so dry that they can't even communicate with the music staff. So I think it's a I think it's a balance of it is. It's a balance because you can go you can go so far left that you 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 right. Mm-hmm. No, I think no, I, I I I would agree that um you have to be a tech. You have to uh, be willing to serve people. Right. You have to know music, or at the very least, you have to be a good translator. Yes. So when somebody says, um, "Hey, man, can you warm the mic up for me?" You have to translate that into board language. You know right. That? Right. Uh, um, somebody, somebody says it sounds hollow, or it sounds tinny, mm-hmm. or it sounds thin. Right. These are these are musician and worship pastors and worship leaders mm-hmm. uh, a, a language, and in that language equals frequency or compression or um, really dry. Right. And you have to be good at at, at decoding. Um, decoding you know, that musical language and or just just yes. I think that at the same time when I go to churches, and a lot of times they think that I'm there to solve the audio problem. I'm there to solve the people problem. Yes, like ninety five percent of it is the people problem, and and a lot uh-huh. of times it's is that because they they'll always usually when churches we go like me and you have gone into and. I know you can speak to this, that the music department and the audio department is like Hatties and McCoys. It's like, okay. it's like, <laughs> it's a war going uh-huh. on. It's the Bloods and the Crips. It's a war going on out here. And <laughs> I found that sometimes the, 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 the instigator, it happens in the, in the pastor's house. Mm, no doubt. Sometimes it's there. Yep. And sometimes the pastor will defend the favorite. I've mm-hmm. seen that it could be the 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 son could be the minister the minister, minister of music and they may throw you know their their nephew up in audio, you know it's just like and like no one knows nothing and the the the, the music minister feels privileged and he can come and go as he wants and all kind of craziness. But when I go to when I go to churches, I tell them I believe in this is a three headed monster. Mm-hmm. I, believe, I believe it's the pastoral staff. I believe it's the it's the music staff. I believe it's the audio staff. So we all need to get in the room because mm-hmm. if if the pastor doesn't know how to use the microphone and no one can tell him how to use the microphone, it'll make a difference because it's he's still not going to use it correctly, and then he's going to blame the audio guy why it sounds bad. So how about I just tell you that you're using the mic wrong since everyone's scared to talk to the pastor? Right, right, which. Which really points another important fact of what the sound guy should be. He should be a teacher, um, a patient teacher. Yes. So um, you can't assume that your pastors, your worship leaders um, understand how to use the equipment. You have to sometimes show them how to use the equipment 
short of all the high equipment functions. Right. Um, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and you, you know, a lot of times I see sound guys get frustrated because the reality is they really have no idea of what you're doing up there. <laughs> oh, and, you know, they have zero idea and they think it's so easy. Minus and, three. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. And, 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 and but you can't take it out on them. You can't, right. you know, you can't be that, be that jerk. That's why I just, just wait a minute. You, you know what I'm saying? You right. have to be, you have to have the heart. Uh, uh, you truly have to have the heart of a servant because the reality is, you know, you gave all those figures at the beginning of the podcast. You talk about all the services and songs and, mm-hmm. so, and so on and so forth. If everybody is in the building and the sound is off, Ain't nothing happening. You know what I'm saying? Nothing. And so the sound man and the and the equipment becomes the glue to to the service. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and even if you want to take it to another level, um, and you want to talk about um ushering in the presence of God. I'm just so about to I ask you that. Peter, just about to so ask I you remember, that. <laughs> look, I remember a piano player saying this to me. He said it's great to know how to play by ear. It's great to know how to play by the sheet music. He said, but when you can do both, you can move anywhere God wants you to move. Exactly. And he's a classically trained pianist, but he knows how to flow. And so let's just say the worship leader is trying to go somewhere, but the piano player is limited. You literally kind of limit, you know, Pushing into the presence, right? Well, let's let's just say that your sound engineer is, is not well trained because pastors, if you can't afford to pay a sound engineer, train him, pay for his training. Yes, have him take have him take a, take, take a, a class, have him refresh that class a couple times a year, um, have a group of volunteers take classes. Yes, because you're the presence of God is moving. Um, I've seen this before. The presence of God is moving. Somebody has a word for the Lord. They come up on stage. They take the microphone up, and no sound. And there's no sound because the sound engineer was not trained that during ministry your eyes just stay on the stage Glued. because anything can happen. Any he's time. on his phone, or he's watching the game, or he's doing something else, and mm-hmm. he can take take it seriously. So all of a sudden, that prophetic word—not that it's going to be stopped—but you just hinder the flow. Even yeah, musically, man. even musically, like I've 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 mixed front of house, and all of a sudden, the you know the whole mood changes, and the spirit goes somewhere else, and all of a sudden they go into another song, and this song may mm-hmm. be guitar heavy, and with yeah. a lot of pads, and yeah. the song they were playing before was piano heavy, and you know heavy bass, and mm-hmm. you know a lot of um, melody on the top note. Of the, of the soprano yeah. so the reason why me and you could talk that way because we know music see yep. what I'm saying so all of a sudden the, the spirit changes and now we're in this different different type of worship and, and the musician pulls out an acoustic guitar and the keyboard player switches to some pads and the other players other uh, the other musicians playing strings and the other musician is playing uh, organ well shoot you gotta know where to put that stuff you got to know where to put it sonically to make it sing, so it can yeah. be impactful. Imp- impactful for the people out there that should, that's just receiving it. So we're playing a part in the spiritual aspect by bringing out everything that that, that you see to its highest potential. Yes, your your atmosphere. So right. People are in the seats, and um, everything that's happening is happening in concert. Right. Musicians, uh, uh, worship leader worshiping, musicians playing, sound is happening. And you have to know, um, which is why it's important to know your equipment, because you want to be able to set the mood. So, for instance, like you said, Lead singer pulls out acoustic guitar and starts playing acoustic guitar. 
he ha- he maybe already has an effect on his guitar, but the song that he's sing- singing really calls for a nice, long, sweet reverb and maybe a delay kind of tucked underneath. Not, not, not so the delay could be out big and out front and kind of ruin the moment with the delay. So it could swim with, so it could swim with the reverb. So it could swim with the reverb and it'll, it'll help carry the note and by, and by it carrying the note to the next phrase. This, right. Yes. Yeah, it elongates the phrases. It sets the atmosphere and to the people's ears it's, it's, it's a sweetness. It, it, it really, it, it really sets a, sets a sweetness. Um, now, could you get the same effect that you know how to work the effects? I'm sure you could, because God's gonna do what He's gonna do. Right. But, but, but why be a hindrance when you can be, when you can throw him in the cyst? You know what I'm saying? When you can be part right. of, you know, you know what I'm saying, of the whole thing. And so, I, passion, passion, I think it's really, really important. Really, really important that you treat the sound engineer and the sound team as important, um, particularly, another point that we can raise, particularly because um, a lot of people these days are um, being churched at home. They're watching through streaming. They're watching through your website. They're watching as they travel. You want to keep them connected. And the last thing that you want, and this really goes for sound and lighting and video, the, the last thing you want is for the logger to the website, pull up your screen, it looks grainy, the sound is, is, is horrible, it's right. not, it doesn't sound mixed well, right. they just have like a like a two-track coming off or something like that. I don't know a lot of churches do that, I, I get that, but it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't deliver the same experience. It, it won't, but it doesn't, it doesn't bring them in. It doesn't usher them in right. simply because, and not because of what's happening in the service, Simply because the sound, when you go to a movie theater, the sound is part of the experience. It's part of what you see. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And so in the same way, when you're in service and you're worshiping and raising hands of people and you're you're hearing people worship and you're being inspired and God is speaking to you, mm-hmm. the, the, let feedback go off at that moment. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It'll snap. <laughs> It'll snap you right up out of here. Like, yeah. what the heck? Look at, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how important the sound is. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Yeah, man. Where, where do you think the, 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 the crux of the selection process goes wrong? The real crux of it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so, let's talk two ways, volunteers and hired. I think when it comes to hired, I mean volunteers, I think you have people, and I need you to really hear me out, you have people in the church who have a of gold and they are willing to do the sound, but they have no ear, they know nothing about music, they don't know how to program an iPhone. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes, that person wants to serve, be there every Sunday, but you may not want to use that person. I mean, unless you're going to put them through some extensive training, you know what I'm saying? Just because somebody's willing, you may not want to use that person. Right. Right. Yeah. I agree with you. I think I I told, I told Richie, Richie Rice is that he was on last week and we were talking about, you know, finding a right, finding an engineer. And I told him what I would do when I was at, Mixing at a, I, I'm not going to name the church, but I was mixing at an undisclosed location. That's how I put it. <laughs> undisclosed location. And right. when I would have new guys, I would send them under the balcony. And I would, mm-hmm. and I was in the balcony mix, I would put the snare hot in the balcony mix. And then I would call mm-hmm. down to, and I would call down to him and say, Hey, what's, how's the sound down there? If he told me it sounded great, he's a stagehand, <laughs> <laughs> he's a runner. If the guy tells me, if the guy tells me, oh my God, the snare is so loud, then then I know you got potential because you can, you can, you you can hear it. You you can hear it. You can hear it. Yes. That's good. I mean, it really is that simple. It really is that simple. Yes. Yeah. So, so your, your volunteer, um, has to have, have an ear, but you, you need to find a volunteer that has some experience 
has a little bit of experience, but for the volunteers, you have to train them. You have to train them. Um, and not, the and not in how we do this, how we do it here. Not that kind of training. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking about uh, uh, bringing an engineer, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Maybe at one of the churches. Right. And, ha- and like what Pete does, because, uh, and I'm glad you brought that up, because it's not just sound training, it's sound ministry training. And so mm-hmm. he needs to learn the equipment and the, and the technique and things like that, but he also needs to learn how to um, work with a worship band, mm-hmm. um, how to pay attention, how to, um, uh, you know, I remember the one thing I learned from my dad was that um, after a while, it, it, because my dad, he, he was on those signals. And some of the signals I knew, some of the signals I had to kind of find out. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, on my own. But you better figure out, you better figure, you better figure, figure your worship leader out. Right. You better know your worship leader. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you better know your music minister because in the flow of a song, he's going to give you some kind of signal. Uh, with you. He wants keys up or down. Mm-hmm. He wants, you know, he, he, he wants, you know, the, the, the drums are, uh, you know, a little bit louder. You better, you better figure those things out. And sometimes it's um, in a look. It could be just a exactly. look. Exactly. Hey, look, my pops got to the point where I would anticipate. He didn't even have to. He would be raising his hand or, or lifting his head up, and I would already do it. And then he would look at me and smile and shake his head and keep going. You know what I'm saying? Keep singing. It, it got to that point, but you have to be that in tune um, with your pastor, and that's part of, of sound ministry training. Right. If you want to hire somebody and you have a budget and you want to bring them in, um, definitely do your due diligence. And some of the things that we mentioned, I think the, the most important things are his tech knowledge, his music knowledge, and, and the greatest thing really is his heart. You know what I'm saying? Does yes. he have a heart to serve? Yes. If, if he has a shoot, if he has a, if he, if he's an A on heart to serve, and he's a B on music knowledge and a C on tech knowledge, I still would hire that. You got dude. something to work with. You know what I'm saying? I got something to work. I, I, I can teach him the skills. You want, you want traits over skills. Traits right. are, Friendly smile, right? I, you can't. It's hard to teach traits. Yeah. I can teach. I can teach you how to EQ. Passion. You can't teach I, passion. Can't teach passion. Can't you? Yeah. Like you, you, you can try, but it's got to be. You know, it's, not, it's not the dog in the fight. It's the fight in the dog. Mm-hmm. You know what All I mean? Day. So that that to me that that does that goes that goes further. I mean, I was at an undisclosed location, and um, <laughs> this pastor, <laughs> this pastor brought me in the mix. And I found out that one of his um, woofers were blown, and mm. apparently they've been they've been operating like this for quite a t- quite a long time. And, right, and the engineer. This is this is when this is when you know you find out. So yeah. the pastor brought me in to to redo their system and to um, train. The head guy felt insulted and didn't show up. No, no, no. And didn't show up. So when he does show up, I find they have two subs sitting in the hallway. Two subs, two 18-inch subs sitting in the hallway that's not even being used. And it's no boom. And it's no and it's no boom in the room. And then and they're and they're great and they're working. So I they had a center cluster, and so I said, "Well, do you mind if I plug in these?" Said, so you guys got an amp?" I go into a back room. They had like seven amps just sitting oh, in there. Man. I'm dead serious. They had seven amps just sitting there. So I look at the wattage, I'm checking. I was like, "This one amp, dude, we could run it like left, right, and be good." So. Mm-hmm. I got that amp. I cut. I, I I drilled a hole in the wall, patched it, ran the cable down the wall from the amp room to the subs. Found these fifteens they had as well. Plugged those Good up. Lord. And but these are the ones they already had, already there. But he had them sitting low like they were subs. So I said, okay, cool. Oh. So he said, well, people on the left side of the sanctuary always complain that it's not loud enough. 
I said, well, this one is blown. He said, and this, and this is, I can't even make this up. He said, well, let's just switch to, to one side, switch this one to the other side so these people can stop complaining. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> oh. So the, and the pastor was oh, like, yeah, we get, I said, no, 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 no. I says, let's find a spot where I can just buy a woofer. Let's drill it out. If you could if you could if you could buy the woofer, I'll just put one in. This is really easy. And the engineer got mad and left. Of course. Uh, you mean left like the church or left left left, left that day. And then left I had I had to mix that night for for um for their server for the youth service and he just didn't show up. You know what I found, bro? Five foot of an engineer, generally the more limited his knowledge is. Mm. So I've mixed concerts. I've mixed concerts at like uh, like concert halls. You know what I'm saying? Like arena type stuff where they're bringing in you know, uh, you know if, you're, if you're in New York, you know, you know they're bringing in the uh, the union, union guys, right, and all that right. stuff. Right, and um, because realistically, with the union guys, they ain't got to let me touch the board. And I go in there, and um, I mixed that at uh, Mad Square Garden before. It's my dad at Mad Square Garden, and I go in there, and and now these now these guys that do on concert halls, these big venues, these guys are. You know, they're generally dressed in black, have long mm-hmm. hair. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. So, you know what I'm saying? When I see them, I'm like, okay, all right. Because they know what they're doing. And typically what happens is these guys are so cool. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? The, the majority of the ones that I've met are super cool. Yeah. As, as soon as I put my hands on that board, it takes them about 10 to 15 seconds to be like, Oh, he knows what he's doing. I'm good. Hey, yep. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go outside. I'm gonna go outside. It happens go all the time. <laughs> oh, all the here's time. What here's what I'm saying. These guys can probably lap me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying three times in my audio engineering knowledge. You know what I'm saying, but they're super cool. But it's the ones that generally have the very limited knowledge, mm-hmm. and they're very they're very prideful. They don't want to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Um. That those are the ones that, you know what I'm saying, the, the limited knowledge ones are the ones that are really, really prideful. Um, and I don't understand it. Don't you just, don't you want to fix the problem? Right. So you want to switch the sub to the right. other side? Instead of saying, I don't know, exactly. let's call somebody and see if they can help us. Exactly. Which is why the pastor called me, because yeah. it wasn't going right. You, you don't know? want that dude doing sound for you. No. Trust me, you don't want that dude doing sound for you. No. It's, it's going to be... Oh, it's gonna be tension city. Yeah. So I learned I learned this from a pastor. He would he told me this. He was he told me um he told me this line. He's like, slow to hire, quick to fire. Mm. Yeah. I'm with it. And I was like, what? What's he that? says, no. He said, no, really. I I he yep. put he put me on the on the audition block for like a month and I didn't even know it. Like, I didn't even know he was just testing to see what I knew and where my head was, where my heart was, where my passion was. And a month later, he offered me a position. Mm. But he and then then when then it was time to cut folk, he did it. Like he yeah, yeah you have to. He did it because 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 it it, it it it's, it's like like pruning a tree. Sometimes you got to take off these dead limbs to allow the tree to grow and to flourish. And it's the same thing yeah. inside of ministry. It's, you're dealing with people. It, it could be emotional, mm-hmm. but you really have to. It's, it's, a, it's a right and a wrong way to do things. You, you just have to be truthful. Yeah. And I think, I, I think you're... Um... I think you're right in that aspect as far as some ministries, they have cancerous sound engineers and they 
let them for whatever reason just let them just stay. Right. And, right. And the problem flourish and and and, and, and well, I get it because if that person leaves, then you ain't got nobody to sound. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but you're gonna have to make have to make some decisions really really quick. Um, because a, a, a cancerous sound engineer, you know what I'm saying? Um, man, that that thing will spread through the whole oh, church ministry, the yes. whole church. Because people Within don't want to talk ministry. to you. The people, it, it's like it's nope. it's the it's, that's that's the worst. The the know the know it all guy. Yep. The know it all guys in in the in the attitude and the in the cancerous you know persona. Oh, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. keeping all the jelly beans to myself. That dude, he it's will, the worst. It's the and, worst. And, and what happens is your worship leader, your worship team band, they don't feel like they can communicate with him. Nope. Like they can talk with him. Nope. They're on stage frustrated, and there's nothing worse than having a frustrated <laughs> musician on. You have a musician on stage, a worship leader on stage who is frustrated, but he's supposed to be ushering in the presence of the Lord. Right. But he's mad. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, all those pieces really work together as, you know, as the body working together. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you have to find the right pieces. Right. And the sound engineer is definitely a major piece that needs to be, that needs to be in there. So let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. When you go to mix at a church, what's in your bag when you show up? As far as what I'm bringing with me? Yep. yep. Um, I mean, honestly, when I, when I, if I'm going to make to the church, um, I'm, to be honest, I mean, if they, it, it depends on, um, I guess the equipment and stuff that they have. Now I've been pretty fortunate. I mean, I, I probably didn't do as much mixing as, as you do, but these days, you know, most everybody got X32. So if you got X32, you know what I'm saying? Um, we all good. Um, the only thing I may have maybe on my phone is like an RTA mm-hmm. um, or, or some kind of, you know, frequency spectrum analyzer. Right. Um, uh, on my phone, I'm, I may have, um, you know, for churches that are sensitive about sound, I may have an A, you know, AC weighted, um, you know, L meter, um, you know what I'm saying? Um, on, my, on my phone. Um, mm-hmm. But that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, 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 it's, it's actually a great question. A lot of times, what I find, so I'll get to church early, and I'll play some, you know, CD, or play some MP3, or play some used to the thing. The one thing that I find is wrong at, at um, many churches mm-hmm. is EQ. Yes. So I'll play um, on their CD channel. I'll play a CD, and I'll bring it up. I'm like, man, that sounds horrible. And I go EQ. And I'm like, why do they have just a low cut all the way up to 200? Mm-hmm. Is 2K up like 8 dB? <laughs> why? You know what I'm saying? All I'm in like, your face. All in your eyes. All, like, all in your eyes. <laughs> all in your eyes. And I'm like, what the? And I, I promise you, bro, some churches feel like I'm a magician. Simply because I hit the flat button. <laughs> I just hit the flat button flat. I'll flatten that whole EQ out. Right. And then I'll, I'll, start, I'll start doing some little tweaks here and there, a little bump here, a little bump here, a little cut here. Right. They're like, wow, we've never heard that much bass. Man, that sounds great. It's really clear. What did you do? Right. Flat button. I flat EQ out. I the EQ out. And, then, <laughs> and then I shake it a little bit. And so that's one of the, fortunately enough, um, you know, other than those 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 apps on my phone, um, the first thing I go go for is the EQ. Sometimes I'll go and check out on the board their, their compression because uh, sometimes they'll over compress or they'll over limit and it squashes the sound. Right. And um, you know, you usually typically a good 85 percent of the time, um, the, the EQ and adjusting um, some compression with a little bit of gain structure. And I'm, I'm good to go. You know what? I never, what I never leave behind. Like I'll have, like I got, I have, I have my, I have my apps, my SPL and my RTA on my phone. I have that. I have mm-hmm. a, I have a playlist 
of the songs of songs that I play on every system whenever what church I go to. I have mm. a song list. I have a song list. It could okay. be it'll be folk music. It it'll be different types of music that I know intimately. Like I know how it should sound intimately. Okay. Uh-huh. So I have Don't a mental you? picture. So I have that. And then the last thing is like I always have my own headphones. Always. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, now, now why is that? Because I like to hear it the way I like to hear it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If I solo a channel if I, or if I'm solo on a bus yeah. or say say someone says, oh, the monitor, uh, I need to, I, I want to hear, I, I want to hear your monitor. I need to hear your monitor how I would hear your monitor. You know what I mean? Gotcha. You know what I mean? So, Usually the headphones I use, I use the same as plug. I use the Sennheiser S80s. Those are my favorite pair of headphones. Those are, I mix records okay. on those things. I mix front of house on those things. They're great. Once you once you burn them in, you know, you know the covers could be falling off them things. They still sound great. But <laughs> <laughs> but I always I always bring my own headphones. And the engineers when I when I show up, it's almost like oh you get that look oh he for real you know. <laughs> Like it's just headphones, bro. You got headphones. It's like he bought his own sneakers, you know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he bought his own and he got his I, I own gym shorts. I guess that makes sense. I, I I don't I don't smoke the headphone thing much, but I, I do understand it in a sense of, um, like I used to mix on, um, Sony uh, NDR seventy five hundred sixes. Those are nice. I like those. So, so those are really nice. They're, they're clean. They're high end, so, so you got to know how to mix on them. They're clean and they're high, and they 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 have a, a, they're bright. a, a nice presence in the high. They're really bright. bright. They're bright sounding. They're bright. They're not fat. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so um, you know how to mix on those. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying because you you'll start, you'll start cutting out highs and pumping bass, and really that's just the headphones. Um, I also like the uh, the ATHs. Is it the M sixes? M fifties. The M fifties. M50s, yes. M50s and M60s, right? Mm-hmm. Or just M50s? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think it's the M60s, the, the closed ear. Closed ears, um, the 60s. Yep, the 60s. So I, I like I like those two, again. Um, I, I like them because, I, I, me, I like a, I like a either flatter or more present sound. Gotcha. I particularly don't, I don't like mixing on a bassy sound. because and That's why me, I bring my own headphones. Exactly. Exactly. That's why. I, that's why I bring them. I, I've I've got to churches and they have like, like on ear headphones. I'm like, and open back. Those of you who don't understand what open back is, those of you who don't understand the difference between closed back and open back, open back means that I put the headphones on, I can still hear what's around me. Closed mm-hmm. back means. It's it's isolating. It's isolating. Isolated. Yep. Right. So what you want to make sure what you, you want to have because you're in a loud environment for you to solo something. Say the third soprano. I'm hearing like she's a little flat, and I'm like, okay, which one is it? I need to solo it to find it. So I could duck it, duck it down till she find her till she find her way. Um, <laughs> and, and, and 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 that's mixing because first of all, everyone on stage is not a professional. You know what I mean, and uh-huh. you're trying, and you're trying to isolate like who's the strong voice. And I would tell this when I when I when I go do trainings. I know we get a little long with it. I know when I go do trainings, especially when I when I when I go in and I work with the singers and the musicians, and oh. I explain to them, I say, "Yeah, you may be a second soprano, but you have a harsh tone. She may mm. be a second soprano, but she has an airy tone." Your airy mm-hmm. tone will work better on the this song, and your abrupt, harsh, and gutty tone may work better on this song. So when I'm mixing, I'm putting up what works for the song. Yes, no doubt, no doubt, works for the song and the blend. Um, right, and, and it's, yeah, yeah, I mean, and you're right, you're right that the airy tone may may work better for something that's sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a song that's a little sweeter, a little more right. low key. Right. But the harsh tone may they work better for something that's a little screamy. But, right. but that's actual, that's actual mixing. Right. Versus not, not set it, set a level, it, set a level. Oh, we good. It's, they don't work like set that. Set it and forget it. Set it and forget it. That's not mixing. That's that's you know no. That's PlayStation. That's <laughs> you you're playing around. <laughs> That's not mixing. <laughs> I've gone to churches and they were like, okay, so we have it set so we can leave, right? What? 
Huh? Dude, I'm dead serious. Dead. Are you serious? Dead serious. So once we set it up, we can leave, right? Because everything's set. No. No, nothing is set. Nothing is set. That's that's for, that, that's what I love about it. For, for, for new engineers, it, it, it's funny. You would think that if I set the sound up and I come back next Sunday, everything sounds good. First of all, temperature changes sound. Yes. All right. That's that, 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 that's the first thing. So, um, way the way that frequencies and sound moves um, in warm weather and cold weather um, c- could be different. Number two, your your um, your vocalist and your bandmates will play differently from Sunday to Sunday. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Um, and if you have a rotating band, like at my church, we have a rotating band, so. And, and I always know who's on the drums without even looking at the drum, the drum kit. Say it. I always know who's on the drums. Say it. You know what I'm saying? I, I know it was my boy on the drums, and he, I mean, he was beating the fire out of the drum. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I know there's another drummer. He all wrist. He's a little more. He's all wrist. He's, <laughs> oh, got a, got a paper, he got a paper foot. He good, but he got a paper foot. He ain't put, he ain't put no arms in that drum. No, he all wrist. <laughs> he ain't put no he ain't put no calves in that. He, he ain't even no sweating. He ain't even sweating. Cool as a fan. You know what I'm saying? And so Sunday to Sunday, you know what I'm saying? Maybe your 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 worship leader's voice sounds amazing, sounds great. Maybe next week he's had a long week, he's been doing a lot of talking, voice not as strong. You're really there to help. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Let me let me give him a little more vocal. Let me sweeten up a little a little right. degree of Right, his voice not strong this week. Right, you know what I'm saying, and I, and I tell that the worship leaders like singers all the time. Even I mixed the last Sunday, and um, one of the guys was hoarse, and I was like, I said, I, mm-hmm. I, I got to give a little more on the monitor so he don't push. There you go. Because if he if he can't hear himself, he's gonna think he needs to sing louder. And mm-hmm. but yep. if you if, but if but I tell engineers this like you have to the musicians and all of those because we're all sensitive and. Yes. And when you're sharing your gift musically, you're you you're in a vulnerable state because you're expressing exactly what's inside of you through your That's gift. Right. So you have to learn to protect their gift. And yeah. once you learn to protect their gift and they feel safe with you, they will do anything you say. True. Because they True. because you learn to protect to protect their gift. Well, we've said a whole lot. And I hope, and I hope, some pastors, some engineers, some people got some good news out there. Um, I want to thank my boy, my good friend, Mr. Sean Slaughter, extraordinaire. I call him Slaughter Music. Anytime, Slaughter bro, Music. Bro. And Anytime. Gonna... he's a nonic. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime, my brother. If you'd like to be on this podcast and if you'd like to send your questions, send your questions to the church sound podcast at Gmail. That's the church sound podcast at Gmail and send us your questions. And we'll answer your questions online, live on air, and we will answer your questions and get you the knowledge you need to get you through Sunday. This show is brought to you by Metro Podcast Studio, the premier podcast studio in New York City, located on 25th and Broadway. They live stream, they record live, they record mobily. If there's anything you need to do with your podcast, make it a podcast, a professional podcast, live stream, record your video. They can do it all right there. Metro Podcast Studio in the heart of New York City. In the heart of New York City. Metro Podcast Studio, great sound, great staff, Great customer
attention all churches and organizations. Are you looking to amplify your message and reach your community in a powerful way? Introducing Podcast Made Simple, the perfect solution for churches and organizations, and even yourself, eager to step into the world of podcasting with ease and confidence. Our beginner course serves as a comprehensive guide helping you navigate the ins and outs of podcasting effortlessly. From selecting the right equipment to crafting engaging content, Podcast Made Simple provides step-by-step guidance tailored to your needs. No more struggling with complicated technology or feeling overwhelmed by the process. With our course, you'll be recording and sharing your message to the world in no time. Podcast Made Simple helped our church connect with our congregation in a whole new way. Thanks to this course, our message is reaching more people than ever before. Don't miss out on this opportunity to engage your community and make a lasting impact. Enroll in Podcast Made Simple today. The link is in the show notes or visit our website, invisiblemediaconsulting.com.